At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You listen in the Haney. Listen in the Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka here with you today. And uh, Minnesota Tim, uh, we got the Honda Classic coming up. This is a uh, big one. Uh, great tournament. Uh, great history in this tournament. A stellar field, right? Oh, absolutely, Hank. I mean, is it, this is one of the can't-miss events of the decade right here. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I mean, I got some sarcasm in your voice there a little bit. That's what I'm kind of uh, hearing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think there's people lining up out the door to go watch Ben Hunt on and Daniel Berger. Oh, man. Uh, what about uh, Davis Love? He's playing. Yeah. Five hundred to one to win. Everybody's excited. CBS isn't doing the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he can play. Still, I guarantee he can still play. He's got a great swing. He's got plenty of power. I, it's beyond me what he's doing on on uh, TV, walking up and down the fairways, saying it's one hundred and forty three yards. He's got a pitching wedge. Balls below his feet. Wins off the left. Pins on the right. I mean, Mike, what a waste of time. So at least he's playing. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays pretty decent. Hard golf course, a lot of, lot of trouble out there. 
Uh, you know, you never know. He could he could do pretty good. Maybe he'll do good and say, say I don't want to do this TV thing anymore. That would be the smart thing to do. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's talk about this PGA Tour a little bit. You know, they're, they're under fire from this uh, Premier Golf League. Of course, they're trying to intimidate all the players, saying if you, if you think about going and playing over there, you're never coming back and so on and so forth. But they don't seem to want to really admit or understand or try to address the issues that they got going on. And I mean, you know, I don't mean to, to be just like Mr. Negative here, but this is hard to, to, to look past. And I'm glad we're not where we used to be, where we had to pretend like everything was great on the PGA Tour, because it's not. I mean, this whole wraparound season thing on the PGA Tour has just totally screwed up the PGA Tour. There's too many tournaments. There's too many tournaments that don't matter. And, and there's too many tournaments with incredibly weak fields. The players don't get to rest. The uh, fans don't get to miss golf. I mean, I think that's there, there's something to be said for that, don't you? I mean, as a, as a sports fan, I mean, when your sport is off that you really love to follow, I mean, you're like anticipating its start and you're fired up for the season. I mean, isn't there something to that? Absolutely, Hank. And so some of the best parts of being a fan is to be able to predict and project and, oh, how do you think this team or this player is going to do this year? Oh, how, what, what do you think they're going to work in, work on in the offseason? And it's hard to do that when there's these Barracuda championships, these RSM classics, these Mayakoba classics, this wraparound schedule. It really... Okay, it, it it brings shine to players that aren't popular on the tour, but it really takes away the shine from the best players in the world. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you, you look at the whole season because because we're real, we're way into the season now. I mean, this this season with the wraparound PJ Tour started September twelfth through fifteenth at the military tribute at the Green Bar. All right, that was Joaquin Neiman who won that. Then you got Sanderson Farms, you got Sebastian Munoz. You got Cameron Champ at the at the Safeway. I mean, all these tournaments, Shiner's Hospital, Kevin Na, uh, Houston Open, that was a disaster. Uh, they got that tournament back in Houston, and nobody showed up to play. Lanto Griffin wins. Right, they had a, a, a decent field with Justin Thomas and Kepka, although Kepka didn't last long over at the CJ Cup, the Nine Bridges over in Korea. Zozo Championship, of course, Tiger there and Gary Woodland and, you know, other players. I mean, that was a good, good event. But but everything's good when Tiger's there. But other than that, it's just a joke. I mean, you got the Bermuda Championship. You got the HSBC China World Golf Championship. Okay, now that was, you know, you got a, a good field there. That, that, that tournament won't even go this year because of the coronavirus. There's no way they'll have that tournament. You know, Mayakoba, uh, you know, in Mexico, terrible field. RSM Classic, terrible field, won by Tyler Duncan. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't even know these players. Uh, then you got the Tournament of Champions. Okay, that's good. Justin Thomas, you had Patrick Reed. You know, you had a, a good field there. Not everybody showed up, though. Not not, not all the tournament winners. Uh, Sony was a joke. I mean, you you were laughing at that one, Tim. 0. 0.03 rating. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a that's a beautiful rating. Uh, American Express tournament. That was, you know, Andrew Landry wins. I mean, that wasn't much better. And then you got the Farmers Insurance. Okay, you got one good tournament with a good field. That was that was good. And you got Phoenix Waste Management Open. That wasn't great. 
either. I mean, a great spectacle, but not, you know, anything to write home about feel-wise. AT&T Pebble Beach, a little bit better for sure. Genesis was good. You know, but once again, Tiger's there, and everybody had a good feel. It's an invitational. So, so of all these tournaments they've had so far, I mean, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten tournaments. Uh, then you got the Puerto Rico, eleven, and Mexico is is twelve. WGC, twelve tournaments. You've got maybe, I mean, what do you got? Farmers, Genesis, and WGC Mexico. Throw in one other one. I don't know. Maybe you got four good fields, okay? Tournament of Champions, okay? You got four good fields. The rest of it is nothing to write home about. And this week, it's it's horrible. I mean, horrible at Honda. They can't even get the players that live there. I mean, you got to think if you're the Honda Classic and you're the tournament director, I mean, you got to think uh, Justin Thomas is for sure, Tiger's for sure, Rory's for sure. They all live there. And they can't even get those guys to play. They've got one player in the top ten, which is which is uh, Brooks Kepka. I mean, other than that, they got uh, Fleetwood, who's twelfth in the world. They got Justin Rose, who's thirteenth. Gary Woodland, who's seventeenth. Shane Lowry, eighteenth or nineteenth, and then you got Ricky Fowler's twenty fifth. Now they do have the three major winners, uh, other than than Tiger, which which is uh, Gary Woodland and and uh, Lowry, and then Kepka. Okay, so they got that going for them. They could they can brag about that a little bit, but the field is is weaker than weak. I, I, you look down the the list, and there's all kinds of names of players that are guys that are just trying to get in tournaments on, on some kind of status. And what that means is is that. If you're not in the top 125 exempt list for, for the season, or, and you're not a past champion, and uh, you don't have a like a lifetime status or something like that, then you're trying to get in on some other category. Like like any any past winner on the PGA Tour has a lifetime status of some kind. So if the tournament doesn't fill up, you know they can apply to get in and and have an opportunity to fill out the field and you got a lot of those guys i mean there's just guys that i didn't even know were still on the tour that are playing in, at the uh at the honda classic this week so anyway it, something needs to be done i mean they, they can they can you know pretend like they got this whole thing going great they can pretend like the pga tour is doing fantastic uh you know it raises a ton of money for charity i get it but this wraparound season is really a, a big issue, and it, it it's just diluted all these tournaments so much. And I think they're they're banking on the fact that they're going to grow all these new stars now. You know, Victor Hovland won over in Puerto Rico, which is which is nice. I mean, but we've we've been through this for the last couple of years. I mean, Tim. I mean, and he's a good player, and he's going to be a great player, and, and everybody's predicting great things for him. The, the kid out of uh, Oklahoma State, Norwegian, first Norwegian to win on the PGA Tour. But is that really even a? I mean, is that that's that's is that really even a win? I mean, that's like a corn fairy, isn't it? Right. I mean, who's really watching Victor Hovland in the no. Puerto Rico Open? Nobody. Nobody's watching that tournament. I mean, it, no. he can put it on his career record. He can say 20 years from now, I got my first PGA Tour win at the Puerto Rico Open or whatever. If he finishes with 15 PGA Tour wins, that counts as one. But it's not something that people will remember. It, it's, it's, it's meaningful to him. It's meaningful to his career record. But 
at what point did it generate something great for the PGA Tour? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, you know, how many winners do you think people could even name on the PGA Tour this year? I mean, if, if you if you went up to like a golf fan that was a like a you know, I mean, a, a good golf fan, and say, okay, let me list me the tournament winners so far this year that that you can remember. I mean, I was going through, and and I mean, I follow golf all the time. It's all it's you know, it's it's what I do, and I mean, I had to go look on the, on the. Thing. I thought, who won that tournament again? I can't remember who won these tournaments. I mean, I remember Justin Thomas winning at, at the Tournament of Champions. Uh, it, you know, I remember Adam Scott winning at Riviera because it was just last week. You know, and I. But other than that, you know, I mean, Webb Simpson um, winning at at Phoenix. He won in a playoff, and for the life of me, I can't even remember who he beat in the playoff. Tony Fino. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that, that, this is the this is my point. I mean, it, it's just it's not good. I mean, they, boy, that's why I'm so in love with this idea and of the Premier Golf League. I mean, get the best players out there playing and have something to watch and talk about every week. And for goodness' sakes, have an off season. I mean, just don't have golf every single week of the year a golf tournament where you're going to just dilute the top players. And there aren't that many top players, Tim. I mean, we've, we've been over this too. I mean, how far down the list do you get to the point where you say, I wouldn't walk across the street to watch these guys. I mean, I, it's, it's, you know, I mean, Ricky Fowler's a 25th, but I mean, once you get pa- past that, I mean, it is it is slim pickings. I mean, it just is, it, at least for names, you know. And that's why, you know, like a, a player like Phil Mickelson, who's still, you know, he's 58th in the world now. I mean, and, you know, Jordan Spieth's 53rd. But, I mean, you, you'd, you'd go and watch those guys play. Yeah. They've got, they've got recognizable names, but a lot of guys don't. And, you know, I get it. You have all these tournaments. You're gonna, you know, these guys are gonna soon be recognizable. But it doesn't really work like that. I mean, it's just it, it takes a long time to build up a a reputation for golf, and usually it comes from winning big tournaments. And big tournaments are tournaments that a lot of people watch, and there aren't many of those. You know, I don't think you're gonna like you said. You're not gonna, you know, become a household name because you won the Puerto Rican Open. I mean, it's a nice start, but it's not gonna it's not gonna make you a household name, right? Honestly, Hank, the PGA Tour, in my opinion, has a advertising problem. Um, when it, when I I've studied some of this all the time, I read articles about this all the time. And the PGA Tour right now is trying to attract the diehard golfer. Well, the diehard golfer is already a diehard golfer. You don't need to advertise them. You don't need to get them to buy or. S- to buy your product, to watch your product. They're already watching and they will continue to watch no matter what you do. They need to spread out and get the casual golfer more involved in the game instead of this diehard guy that they continue to sell to. You go to Twitter and you ask people how if there's too many golf tournaments and the diehard golfer is going to come out and say, no, there's not. But clearly there is because nobody's watching these events. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that Premier Golf League is, is going to address. I mean, they're going to they're going to have the ability to show every golfer on the course. You're going to 
not have to watch everybody you don't want to watch if you don't want to. If you want to watch just a group or a team or a player, you can just do that. Now that's you know that's happening some on the PGA Tour with the feature groups thing, but but when you only have forty eight players in a tournament, it's a lot easier to do. So that's something that's good. They're also talking about having different kinds of announcers. I mean, you're not you're not appealing to a younger crowd to get them interested in watching golf when when you're running out that CBS telecast broadcast thing they got going on. Or MBS for any of them for for that matter. It's just it's just not attracting that that kind of person. Like you know, I was sitting there talking to my son at breakfast this morning, and he watches football videos all the time. He loves football, and he watches these football videos all the time on his iPad. And my wife says, "Why don't you watch uh, golf videos?" He says, "So boring." I mean, just that's what he said. I mean, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I I don't think it's boring, but. You know, I mean, I can see why people do think it's boring. And we're all waiting for Augusta. I mean, Augusta feels like it's forever away with the wraparound season. If the season starts at the beginning of the year and it started at the beginning of the year, you'd have the first term of the Tournament of Champions. Everybody would have been off since whatever. Uh, you know, the, the, there's no wraparound, no nothing. And then players are chopping at the bit. And then, you know, they, they get going and they start playing like they used to. Like back in the day, they'd play in all these tournaments on the West Coast. I mean, Pebble Beach was a can't-miss tournament. It's, it's, just, it's not that way anymore. Now with so many options for, for tournaments, guys pick and choose, and that's why you've got nothing going on at the, at the, at the Honda Classic. You know, it's in the big story. Uh, you know, even from the uh, WGC event, on uh, Friday, the big story was Tiger and, and Rory aren't playing, and JT's not playing, Justin Thomas not playing, and that's a, that was the, the the big story. You know, even though you got a great field, great tournament going on, the big story is still it's always Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. That's always the the, the story. Now, you know they can't play everywhere. I mean, Rory decided he wanted to play at the Valero Texas Open. Everybody makes their schedule based on the majors. So they decide, okay, am I going to play before the major or after the major? Well, they're not usually going to play after the major unless they got some kind of contract that makes them play. So they got to decide, am I, do I want to practice the week before Augusta and the U.S. Open and the PGA and the Open Championship, or do I want to take that week off, practice, or do I want to play? That's, a, that's, that's the option. That There's two choices they have. Once they decide what they want to do there, then they build their whole schedule around that. Now, Rory's decided he's going to play the Valero Texas Open. Okay, that's a great plus for Valero Texas Open. It's a great tournament, raises a ton of money for charity. It's incredibly well run and supported by the community in San Antonio, and they struggle to get a field because of of where they are. Uh, they're going to get European players that come overseas and want to acclimate, so they want to play and – you know, they just want to show up at Augusta and have that be their one tournament. So they want to get here in the United States and kind of get, get settled in. So they'll get some of those guys to play, but they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get a lot of the top American players because a lot of those guys don't play the week before a, a major championship. But Rory says he's he's playing. So then he's got to figure out, okay, where's he going to not play? And that's one of the reasons he's, he's not playing this week at, at Honda because he's, you look at his schedule leading up to, uh, Augusta, he's going to play f- four out of five weeks. You know, he wants to play a lot, but he can't. He's not going to play five out of five weeks, so he's got to miss someplace. 
And if he played, you know, at the WGC Mexico, well, then something's got to give. It's either it's either no Honda or, or no Bay Hill, and then you think, okay, you know, which which course do I like like the best, or you know, which course do I like the least? And you know, I mean, you could say, well, he's he's at home, and he could, you know, what you could get to sleep in your own bed, but you know, he can be home practicing and sleep in his own bed too. So I don't know if that's you know that's probably what what they're thinking. That's that's why you know I'd like to sleep in my own bed and relax a little bit and not play this week. But, but boy, oh boy, they got they got issues out there, don't they? Yeah, Hank, it's not a great way to start this Florida swing. No, the big Florida swing. That's what they're trying to get going. Yeah, it used to be a big deal too. All right, let's take a let's take a little break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Tim, let's look at some of the uh, odds and matchups for this great uh, Honda Classic that's going to uh, take place. What uh, what do we got? Who's the, who are the favorites? Uh, we got Kepka and Fleetwood. Those two are the favorites at 12-1. to 1. You got Ricky Fowler, Louis Usazen, Justin Rose. All those guys are right behind them. Um, so uh, you got Davis Love III at 500-1, to 1, like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, Ryu Ishikawa at 250-1. to 1. So... A lot, a lot of options to go with here at this event at the at the great Honda Classic. Oh man, uh, Tommy Fleetwood. I was listening to the telecast the other day, and uh, David Faraday said uh, Fleetwood. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna win soon, or it's not, you know, it's something to that effect. On uh, I was on the telecast, and I'm thinking. <laughs> He's gonna win soon. This guy's gonna win soon. This guy's gonna win. You know, and he's and he's like, I can't believe he hasn't won yet. And then right then they zoom in and they show his, you know, he's got the the pencil saw anti yip grip going. And I think, well, let me just do a little research on that. 
Okay, he's 79th in putting. And he's 210th in strokes gained around the green, which would pretty much make him, at this point in time in the year, the worst chipper and pitcher and sand player around the green and on the tour at 210th. And he's like, he's going to win soon. I'm like, he's going to win soon? I mean, he's 79th in, in, in putting. And Patrick Reed has taken 99 putts. He's had 45 one putts in two tournaments already this year. So how exactly is, is Fleetwood going to win? I mean, it's possible. I mean, it definitely, he's definitely capable. There's no doubt about that. But, I, I mean, it's just not logical. I mean, it, maybe this is the week. I don't know. It's a tough golf course, ball-striking course. But let's put it this way. When Fleetwood wins, and he will, you know, he would think he's going to win at some point, he will have his best putting tournament of the year. Period. That's how he'll win. It will be his best putting tournament of the year. It'll be his number one best putting tournament of the year, and that's when he will win. And then everybody will say, this guy is on fire, and this guy's going to be great. And I'm thinking, he just had his best putting term of the year. But the floodgates, Hank. Yeah, the floodgates doesn't work like that. That's not what happens. That's just, that's just not what happens. So anyway, uh, Kepka, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't trust his knee. There's all these, you know, articles about his knee. And plus, does he even care about, you know, any of these tournaments? I mean, I don't count him out of the Masters, but before that, I don't know. Uh, Ricky Fowler, I mean, he's won there before. I mean, and, you know, and he's maybe got a little, little something going on. I don't know. Uh, Gary Woodland playing pretty good, good ball striker. You know he's he's twenty two to one. I mean that's that's you know still pretty good. You got you, you don't have much here. This is a tournament where a lot of guys come out of the, the woodwork. I mean uh, Keith Mitchell, who ever heard of him? Um, you know Padraig Harrington won in two thousand fifteen when his career was on the way on the backside. Uh, Russell Henley, Michael Thompson, uh, these guys won in two thousand fourteen, two thousand thirteen. You know you, you don't you don't see those names a lot. Maybe it's another winner like that this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of hard to hard to pick, but I don't know. I'll go I'll go with a few few. There's there's no not really any logic to what I'm going with here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some names on you. I'm gonna go with uh, Justin Rose at twenty five to one. Am I, this is a, a a little bit of a do theory uh, and a little bit of a he needs to get his game going. He needs to get something going before. The, the Players' Championship and before Augusta, and he, he's not off to a fast start, so I'm going to go uh, Justin Rose, a good ball-striking tournament. He's a good ball striker, although he hasn't struck it as well this year, but I'll go with him there. Uh, Ryan Palmer, 66-1 uh, to one long shotter. Uh, he played played good here last year, a couple years ago, just just barely lost him. A little, you know, long odds, a little horses for courses there, and, and a little bit on the unusual name guys winning here. And then uh, I'll throw something at, uh, I'd throw $100 at Shane Lowry, 40 to 1, the Open Championship winner. Uh, not a uh, golf course where they shoot very low on at all. So it's a, it's a grinded out 
kind of ball strikers course and i think that that favors uh, a major champion like uh, shane lowry so those would be he's 40 to one those would be my my three picks i'm not i'm not saying i'm feeling super confident although i you know i haven't picked one yet but i've had like four seconds in a row here so i'm seriously due of course i've said that the last three weeks so because <laughs> i was but i keep coming in second i had i had i had uh DeChambeau. DeChambeau. yeah, yeah. dechambo last week man Close. I thought you had it. I was ready to text you. I did you. think I had it. I, I almost texted you that you were the new great predictor, but yeah, you fell yeah, short. Yeah, it didn't quite work out. Yeah. All right. Who are you going with? All right. I like Sung J M at thirty three to one, and then uh, my second pick is Charles Howell the third at fifty to one, Mister Consistency. And then um, I'm going way down at the bottom of the leaderboard, uh, at the bottom of the odds here, Hank, because. If, if I was going to describe this field in one simple three-letter word, I would say, huh? So there's one player whose name is actually, huh? And I'm going to go with John, huh, at 250 to 1. Okay, all right. There you go. That's, a big, that's some serious odds. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about matchups? We got anything? What do we What do we got for this, this week? Yeah, so starting up, we got... Brooks Kepka, third in the world, versus Tommy Fleetwood. So Kepka's favored barely over Fleetwood, minus 110, and uh, Fleetwood's even. He's 12th in the world. Um, some tournaments, they, n- n- neither of these guys have played much this year. Kepka went tied for 43rd in the Genesis Open. He also played in the Saudi International, didn't play well there. Fleetwood went tied for 18th in the Mexico Championship last week. So. He has, he's more fresh. He's playing more. He just played last week. Um, history at this golf course, Brooks Kepka, tied for second here last year. Did not play in 2018. Missed cut in 2017. Tied for 26 in 2016. And tied for 51st in 2015. Um, Fleetwood, not much course history here. Did not play last year. And then fourth in 2018. So Brooks Kepka, third in the world, minus 110. Versus Tommy Fleetwood, twelfth in the world, even. Hmm. All right, uh, I, I'll go. I'll go. I was going to go Fleetwood, but I'm changing it to Kepka. Why is that? Just feeling? Uh, no, last year history a little bit. Yeah, I'm going with that. Kepka. You know, I never. You know, I don't know what he's got going on with his knee, but. I do respect his game. He's just he's just such a, a great player, but you never really know what he's got going. So anyway, I'll go Kepka. Whatever. I'm not feeling super about that one either, but All right. I'll go Kepka. Okay. Second matchup, we got Ricky Fowler, 26th in the world, versus Gary Woodland, who is 17th in the world. So Ricky Fowler's favorite in this matchup, minus 130 versus Gary Woodland, plus 110. So of course, history here, Ricky Fowler last year, Tied for second, missed cut in 2018, and then he won here in 2017, tied for sixth here in 2016. So far this season, Ricky Fowler tied for fifth, tied for 10th, missed cut, and then tied for 37th in four starts. His statistics, some of the ones that popped out, 86th off the tee and 47th in putting. Now on to Gary Woodland so far this year, tied for seventh. Missed cut, tied for 40th, and tied for 12th last week in Mexico. He's 80th in putting, 31st off the tee, and 40th in approach shots to the green. 
Not great course history here. Tied for 36th last year. Tied for 49th in 2018. Tied for 2nd in 2017. And then tied for 61st in 2016. So Fowler minus 130 versus Gary Woodland plus 110. All right, I'm going with uh, Ricky Fowler. I'm going with with the, the guys that need to get their game going. It, it seems like with the way that the tour is now, and guys take time off and they come back and they're they're out of position on the FedEx Cup thing or whatever. They've lost points or haven't gained points while everybody else has been getting points and they feel like, you know, I need to I need to get going here a little bit. So I'll go I'll go Ricky Fowler. Uh, you know, he's he's won there before. Um but you know, Woodland's a great ball striker and you're paying a price minus 130 on Fowler, but I've been going against this paying a price thing and I've been losing. So I'm going to I'm going to go with with the I'm going with the two favorites here. You watch it; it'll turn around this week, and I'll, I'll, I'll lose. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Fowler there. Um, all, right. all right. Next. Next matchup. All right. Next matchup. Third matchup. We got Billy Horschel, 35th in the world, versus Victor Hovland, the recent PGA Tour winner, 102nd in the world. Billy Horschel's favored minus 140 versus Victor Hovland plus 120. Um, some tournaments so far this season. Billy Horschel opened up with a miscut. Went tied for 68th, then back-to-back tied for 9th, which included one last week in Mexico. Victor Hovland miscut, tied for 38th, and the win last week at the Puerto Rico Open. Billy Horschel is 16th in putting so far this season, 32nd off the tee, and 171st in approach shots. Uh, His course history here, tied for 16th in 2019, miscut in 2018, tied for 4th in 2017, and Tied for eighth in 2016. Victor Hovland hasn't played here, but he's 62nd in putting, ninth off the tee, and 14th in approach shots. So statistical advantage Hovland, but course history advantage Billy Horschel. Horschel favored minus 140 versus Victor Hovland plus 120. That's a big difference. Uh, Bet 140 to win 100 or bet 100 to win 120. I'll go with the Victor Hovland. I've been high on this this kid. I, I thought he was the the name that uh, for the young guys that to watch going into this year. He won at Puerto Rico. Uh, he, his ball striking is is very good. Ninth off the tee, fourteenth on approach shots so far this year. And you're on a ball striker's course at at uh, PJ National down there. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Victor Hovland here uh, to ride the momentum of his victory from Puerto Rico. All right. Normally I have five matchups, but this field is so terrible, I only came up with four. So here's the last one. You got Justin Rose, 13th in the world, versus Louis Usazen, who's 18th in the world. This is a even tie. Um, they are each minus 110 to win uh, this matchup. Justin Rose so far this season, miscut, and then tied for 56th in the Genesis Open. Not very good. Louis Usazen hasn't played much, tied for 51st in the Mexico Championship last week. Some course history here. Neither of these guys have much. 2015, Justin Rose miscut. 2013, tied for fourth. And then Louis Usazen, he only has four rounds measured so far on the PGA Tour this year in 2020. But um, he does have some stats. First in putting, but then in every other statistical category, he is in the 200s. So off the tee, approach shots, tee to green, he's in the 200 rank. Um, Louis Usse is in hmm. course history, 2017, tied for 21st. 
And then 2013, he missed the cut. So an even head-to-head matchup here. Justin Rose, 13th in the world versus Louis Ustazen, 18th in the world, minus 110. Uh, Justin Rose. I'm going Justin Rose. Get the season going. He needs, he needs to get rolling a little bit. I mean, he's he's dropped all the way down to, what is he, 13th in the world. Uh, that's a pretty big drop. And he was right there, in the, you know, way up. What was he? He was top five for sure. And now he's he's dropped all the way down to 13th. You know, he, he, he had the, you know, that change of equipment. Of course, he won the first tournament after he changed the equipment last year at the Farmers Insurance. But yeah, since then, it has not been, it has not been pretty. Uh, I would think he's going to get get something going. You know, he's somebody that that is co- from the course history a, a favorite always at Augusta. But if he's going to kind of assume that role again, or be one of the picks at Augusta, he's going to have to get something going. He's got a couple courses that he likes to play that are you know tough courses. You know, th- here he'll probably play at uh, Innisbrook too at at, at the. Uh, what do you call it? The, what's, what's that thing called over there? I don't know. Bellspar. Okay, so he'll probably play there too. And, you know, there and, and here, two these tough courses. are These are ball strikers courses. Arnold Palmer invitation. I don't know if he'll play there, but that's another ball strikers course. And, and TPC too. I mean, he's got a lot of places where you would think he could get his, his game game in order and get it going. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Justin Rose on, on, on that pick too. All right. Um, since there's no more matchups left to talk about here, Hank, what about Davis Love the Third? We'll put a bet on him whether he makes or misses the cut. So I'm just going off the top of my head here. So Davis Love the Third makes the cut. I will put those odds at like plus 200, and he misses the cut. I'll put those odds at like minus 300. What what would you? I think he's he's going to make the cut, and he's going to think, what in the world am I doing TV for? Really. That's what he's going to think. Yeah, that's what he's going to think. And I think uh, I think CBS is hoping he, he he finishes like top ten and comes to them and says, you know what, I, I really wish I was playing on the tour more. And I'm, I'm gonna can I can I uh, can I get out of this thing? And they're gonna you know and they're gonna say uh, thank you very much. <laughs> the last time he played here, he made the cut in 2016. He can still play. I, I don't get what he's doing. I don't. Maybe maybe his body's not not good. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he's, he he can't, feels like he can't play that much because of his neck, his back. I don't know. But he can still play. I mean, there's there. I know he can play. I mean, he you know there's he hasn't forgot how to play. He's got a great swing. He's got power. I mean, he's walking around to doing nothing just he's, he's following the third group out or something at, at tournaments and walking the fairways he's a hall of famer it baffles my mind what he's got going on there with cps just absolutely baffles my mind i i, I think he's gonna make the cut yeah he's played here four times since 2011 and he's made the cut every time okay there you go he's gonna make the cut again again this year all right, let's take another break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get to some of the uh, phone calls that we've had, had coming in. we got some good reaction to some of the stuff we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll hear from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, uh, neck pain, even if you've got a tension headache, this Voodoo Pain Relief Cream works great. You rub some on your forehead, your jaw, your neck. And people say their headaches have disappeared in, in five minutes. It's a 
phenomenal product. Read the testimonials on the website. It's unlike any other product. It's a patented product. I know you've tried pain relief creams in the past, but you haven't tried Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. It it works. VoodooPainRelief.com. You can get a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream right there on the front page of the the website. Uh, If you haven't tried it, uh, try it out. VoodooPainRelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Minnesota Tim, what do we got? You got uh, some good questions for us that came in or comments? Yeah, we got a couple here from CBS that uh, we need to get to. Some people are fired up about that after we reacted to it. And then we got this great one from Jordan. Um, Really gave something. He really gave something in his take about Tiger's putting, asked you a question about it. So let's start off with that putting question from Jordan because I feel like once we get on the CBS thing, we're going to get rolling. So first up, we got Jordan on uh, Tiger Woods' putting. Okay. Minnesota Tim and Hank, love the show. Thanks for this number to share thoughts. My name is Jordan Steinfelder. I emailed a while back about Ricky Fowler's putting. Um, Hank did say on Monday's show, this is no disrespect, I just know he likes stats. That Tiger Woods always been a good short putter. I've been a huge Tiger Woods fan and follower, like many people, and did look up 2019 and 2018. 2019, four through eight feet, 116th on tour. 2018, it was 80th on tour, and then other years, you know, where he's won and everything, he was always in the top 10. I was just wondering Hank's thoughts on why his putting. Is deteriorating from short range. I know Brandel Chambly on the Golf Channel thinks that's what happens with old age. 
Uh, however, like guys like Bernhard Longer, and I mean, there's some really good putters on the senior tour, which confuses me. Another thing is, I think it has to do with uh, reading, green, his green reading. I mean, he doesn't he seems to misread a lot of putts, not exactly pull or push them, in my opinion. I was wondering, Hank's opinion, since you did do that show on Aimpoint, I happened to start using Aimpoint, had a lesson like 10 plus years ago. I still use it with my feet and read putts with my feet. Hank, do you think Tiger's ever tried to learn Aimpoint, and do you think um, he's against it, or why Why has he not used Aimpoint? It definitely doesn't look like he uses Aimpoint at all. Thank you, and look forward to hearing your thoughts. All right, this is good stuff from from Jordan. He's got a lot of a lot of good points. Uh, let's talk about the last thing he said. Uh, Tiger and the aim point. No, he. Does, I don't think he knows aim point. I don't think he's going to learn aim point. I mean, he's pretty stubborn when it comes to learning new stuff, uh, especially when it's like kind of different and out there and a little science behind it. I mean, he's just like, you know, he's got his way and that's how he's going to do it. Now he does read greens with his feet. I don't, I don't think there's, there's any doubt about that. Uh, I've always felt like Tiger was a great greens rememberer, not necessarily a great greens reader. Although I think his greens reading is, is good, but I think most people who are great greens readers are really great greens remembers. They remember which way it breaks and that's what I always always thought about Tiger. When I look at his, his putting, and, and Jordan brings up a good point about his his short putting, uh, from four to eight feet, uh, so far this this year on tour, he's 181st. Now, there's not that many attempts. It's 45 attempts, so it's a, it's a it's a small average. He's he's 223rd in three putt avoidance, and I don't know if that even counts his his two four putts. So his putting has not been good. I mean, there's, there's you you can't you can't sugarcoat that any any way at all. It's just it is it has not not been good. And in all honesty, I mean that was the the reason why I had my doubts about about Augusta last year was simply because you know he has never putted or at least in, since 2005 he's never putted good enough to win at Augusta. And the formula there is you got to get around there with two, three putts or less, and he did it. He had two, three putts. He had no penalty strokes, and that's the formula for winning. He beat Kepka by a shot. Kepka had uh, five, three putts, four penalty shots, and lost Augusta last year by one shot to Tiger. But Tiger so far this year, I mean, he's had a four putt at uh, the uh, Genesis. He had a four putt at Farmers Insurance had two four back-to-back tournaments with with four putts. And it's not like he's up there hockeying them or batting them around him. And he's he's trying, but his speed can get a little bit off. And I think when you talk about reading the greens, here's here's what I think the main thing is, is his preparation is very lacking. Very lacking. His on-course preparation is extremely lacking. And it always has been for, for the last probably 10 years or so at least he will go out there and he'll play the pro-am on wednesday and he'll maybe play nine holes on tuesday so he has two looks at those those greens one for nine holes and one for 18 holes and then the 18 hole uh deal he's playing in a pro-am on wednesday that's worth nothing or close to nothing on the greens and here's why 
when they go out and play a practice round, what the tournament players do is they will will get out on the on the golf course and they will putt on the greens from the middle of the green to where the pins are going to be. And they know where all the pins are going to be because they're they're in the the corners, you know, usually it's it's front right, front left, back right, back left. But depending on the green, the player can look and say, "Okay, here's here's the four pin placements that there's probably going to be." And they putt to those different pin placements. They don't putt to the hole. They putt to the different pin placements and they get an idea of the speed and the slope of the green to all these different pin placements if uh, they putt a putt and it does something different than what it looks to their eye, then they'll make a note in their book or draw a little arrow and say that this putt breaks more than uh, it, it, it looks like it should. Okay, so so that's how they practice. When you go play in a, in a pro-am, you're playing with a group. They're going to put the pins in the middle of the greens. One, they're going to put the pins in the middle of the green to save the green. Two, they're going to put the pins in the middle of the green so that it's easier for the amateurs to get around the, the golf course. So the pros are going to hit the ball onto the green. Their score is counting. They're going to putt to the flag that's in the middle of the green. That's not where the pin's going to be during the tournament. It's just a, not even close to where the pin's going to be in the tournament. So on a, on a practice round in terms of learning the greens or re-remembering the greens you are not going to learn anything at all on a Wednesday he'll play nine holes on Tuesday saving energy or whatever he's saving energy for his two and a half hour workout in the gym Uh, but that's just the that's the bottom line that's his his preparation and you know you look at at Riviera okay he has you know he has it's not like he's played there you know a million times recently, so he doesn't have a great memory of, of those greens. Now, Torrey Pines is is different, although when you, you look at, at Torrey Pines, I mean, they've redone the, the, the south course over the years, and, you know, that, that that's he, he can't go as much on memory there. So, so these are just little things that I think have influenced it. But, I, but when I look at Tiger and I say, you know, why isn't he putting better? I, to me, it has always boiled down to one thing and one thing only, and that is how much he practiced. If there's always a correlation to how well he puts to how much he practices, and if he practices, he will putt good. Period. Now, I understand he's getting older. I get it. I get the 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 theory of you know you don't putt as good when you get older, and there's probably a little bit to that. It's hard to argue that Tiger's not as good a short putter as he used to be. But I still think that Tiger will have plenty of good tournaments where he puts good. Maybe not as many as he used to, but he'll still have plenty of good tournaments. And he, and he seems to like just barely miss putts a lot. Where you think, boy, you know, tomorrow they all might go in. But the trend is 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 not great. And for me, it looks like, uh, and you know, the history says that it's it's probably not. Uh, going to be uh, great putting because he hasn't he, he's not practicing. I mean that's just what I what I observe and what I've observed over the years so anyway. All right Tim, uh it was that was a good question. Why don't we uh we'll, uh save the rest for the uh next show. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. We got a couple of CBS ones so we can throw that little tease in there. Some fans love <laughs> ripping on CBS. They joined the party. Oh my God! Okay, we'll get we'll uh, we'll we'll get into that um, on our on our next show. We'll uh, we'll we'll save save that. That's good stuff. Remember, you can call in eight three three four two six five seven six three extension eight zero one. 
you want to leave a message like Jordan did. That was a great message you left, by the way, and a well thought out too. It was really yeah, it good was. stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. You can email questions to HankHaneyGoff at Outlook.com. And make sure you click the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or your Apple podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, click the follow button and our uh, podcast will show up there every day. Uh, Tim, good stuff. Uh, I always enjoy being with you. appreciate it. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast and uh, hope you have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Any Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l e e s a dot slash iHeart.